If you worry about what other people think, soon enough, you will be on the sidelines of your life. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Millionaire Woman Show. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if you are returning, we are so glad that you are back to learn principles of life, leadership, and business to help you live rich from the inside out. Today, I have Christy Whitman, and I saw her on stage at Steve Olsher's New Media Summit, September 2019, and she is a rock star. She's just phenomenal in what she teaches, and she is a channel for the Council Spiritual Mentors, here to spread a message of quantum energy mastery. Christy and the Council teach classes, meditation, and provide private sessions to help clients feel more aligned with their divine design of well-being, abundance, success, and loving and supportive relationships. For over 15 years before channeling the council, Christy was a transformational leader, celebrity coach, law of attraction expert, as well as two-time New York Times bestselling author, The Art of Having It All, and Taming Your Alpha Bitch. Christy appears on the news, the Today Show, the Morning Show, TEDx, the Hallmark Channel, and her work has been featured in media in various publications. She has been featured in Goldcast, People Magazine, Seventeen, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, just to name a few. I can't tell you how excited I am <laughs> that you are here today. Um, it's very exciting to have you, and I just love the work that you've been doing and helping people really master the energy that really propels around the emotions that they have and how it we can create miracles for success. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of taking care of ourselves? In the book, you call learning to self-regulate and your teachings and experience of how to be that energy master. Because I, I know people can let their energy deplete very quickly. And what role does it take for us to in ourselves to play in our ability to create that quantum success and some of the daily practices. Yeah. So the book you're referring to is the, is my latest book, quantum success. And in there I talk about self-regulating and what I mean by that is really being able to have a sense of self-awareness. And that really is a key to emotional intelligence is to be able to be able to know I'm off here. I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling like my energy dipped. I'm not feeling as positive as I want to feel. I'm not feeling as good. I'm not as excited as I want to feel. So it's, or someone said something or did something um, that upset me. And so instead of just pushing through it and, you know, forging through it to take a moment to self-regulate and what does self-regulate mean? It really just means stopping and doing what we need to do to process our energy. So it might mean taking a break, getting in your car, sitting in your car quietly, you know, really feeling whatever it is you're feeling to have this, the, the space to give yourself enough self-love and self-respect to give yourself that space to understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling and to be able to process those emotions because it really only takes about 90 seconds to process an emotion. And, you know, sometimes if the emotions get engaged with the thoughts, then it takes another 90 seconds, right? But if you're really just focusing on the energy of the emotions, the emotions will dissipate within 90 seconds, as long as you don't engage the mind with it. So, mm -hmm really being able to manage our energy is really key and essential to everything that we do, everything that we are in association and relationship with, everything that we're creating. Because if we're, for example, feeling worried or feeling in fear 
um, feeling scared, feeling frustrated, that energy is creates more thoughts and the thoughts create more energy. They work together. And if we're focused on what we don't want and what we don't want to happen based on energy, it has to attract what it's like. That's law of attraction. We're giving more of the, of what we don't want more attention to what we don't want. And so it's up to us to self-regulate to say, okay, I'm putting a pause on this. How am I thinking? How am I feeling? What is it that I'm wanting to think? What is it that I'm wanting to experience? And then move in that direction. And taking that time for ourselves is absolutely essential. So people have a tendency of either ruminating in the past or focusing on the future. But what you're saying is if we pay attention to that emotion in the moment, because if you sit and focus on events of the past, for example, which tends to be what people need to let go of, that baggage, that they put themselves back to that feeling, that emotion that they were having, which then pushes them to think a certain way that they could ruin their whole day or their mood because they put themselves back to way, the way they felt back then versus focusing on how they were feeling in the present. Is well, yes, and let's take that, what you just said, that was beautifully said, and let's take that a little step further because all time is, is simultaneous. And what I mean by that is in the quantum realm, so let's just talk about what's quantum, it's energy. Mm-hmm. In the energetic realm, you made a beautiful point. You could hear a song or think of a situation and it can bring up the exact same emotions that you had back then that you didn't process back then. Mm. So, but it's in the moment that we feel it. And so it's in the moment that it comes up and that's the only time that we can release and process an emotion is in the red hot minute when it's coming up. We can't go back into the past and change something. But if we had, our hearts broken or we felt betrayed or we had a disappointment and we still think about it now and that whoosh of emotions comes up, we have the ability in the now moment to release that energy so that it doesn't continue to feed us and then feed into the future. Because when you think about it, because all time is simultaneous from an energetic perspective, from a holographic perspective, right? Our minds, when you think about it, are constantly cycling between the past, the present, the future. It just does this loop all day, every day. That's why people that say, just be in the moment. Well, it's a nice thing to try to reach for, but our brains don't work that way. Our brains are, it references the past. It goes back into the moment. It it, it then projects into the future. It does that naturally. We could slow down the process and be more mindful in the moment and be understand that the now moment is really all we have. But at the same time, both and, the past is something that we refer to. And, and if we don't energetically clean it up, it will affect our now and it will affect our future. So the best place to be is understanding that when you're in the now and you're having a thought of the future that brings up an emotion, to be able to release that emotion and to be able to say, this is a fresh new moment. That was then, this is now. And from that new perspective, my future doesn't mean that it's going to be disappointing or frustrating or lack of this or lack of that just because my past was. I'm learning from this. I'm shifting the energy and then I'm projecting a different energy into my future. So the best stance to have is being excited about the future with the understanding of I'm releasing the past for that's who I became, all that information, all that contrast birthed a new me in this now moment, which then gives me an opportunity to create something new in the future. Because if you could be in your moment and have made peace with your past and then also get excited about your future, now when you think about the past, you're okay with it. You're like, you have that memory and you're like, oh gosh, you know, you can reframe and reshift things, come back into the moment and then get excited so that you're actually in the flow of good feelings when you're doing the cycling between the past, the present, and the future. That's very powerful because I think if someone's triggered, obviously there's emotion that's undealt with is basically what you're saying. And if you can come to a place of processing those emotions that still come up whenever you hear that song, 
Um, and it could be pleasant emotions too. Like it's not yeah. just saying that they were bad emotions, but it just brings you to a place that you're still processing something that has not been completed. And as you complete it, then you're able to, I guess what you're saying is the having some acceptance of what has been to move into where I'm heading to. Because I think when people get stuck in the past or carry that baggage with them, they look at themselves as that, that person then and forget of where, who they are, have become and where they're going. Yes. So you want me to give you a practical example that literally sure, just happened days ago. So with everything happening in our country right now, um, around the uh, George Floyd thing and, you know, all this is that's happening. Um, over the weekend in Scottsdale, I live in Scottsdale, there was one of our malls and it really kind of hit home. You know, mm -hmm. um, I'm a shopper. I liked clothes. I love shoes. You know, I love Neiman Marcus. You know, I, I'm one of the malls was destroyed and or at least part of part or portion of it. And it, it got me because it's down the road from where my parents live. It's where I, I used to go with my mom when we would have outings, you know, to uh, when I was a kid um, to go shopping. It's where I choose to go shopping if I do and when I do. And so seeing that plus coming off of COVID and then seeing these business owners who were barely about to make it out of this and then have their businesses ruined or wrecked or stolen from, it just really got me. So I was feeling this emotion of being scared. And then we got notification that the same people that were targeting that area were also targeting around where I live. Mm. And so there was this absolute terror and fear that came up in me. And I was telling my husband, I'm like, I am so scared right now. And I had to just stop and be with the feeling of fear. And what came up for me, and the reason I was having such a reaction in the now of, yes, I mean, you know, other people around here were scared too, my neighbors and, you know, what's going to be happening, all that sort of thing. But there was a little girl in me when I, and I did live in this area, that when I was younger, our house got broken into four different times. Mm -hmm. And many of the times they came through my bedroom window. And one time I was like a lock key kid, right? I opened the door and I heard a door slam and the burglars left throughout the, you know, and I was home by myself. So that feeling of being warned that our area was going to be attacked, right? Or a certain part of our area that brought up that little girl that was terrified. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to let her and the adult me process that fear to be able to really release that. And once I was able to release that, then I could deal with the mindset. I was able to say to my husband, okay, you know, I have faith. Because we're always going to have faith in something, either faith in what we don't want or faith in what we do. And so I just started rattling off all the things that I wanted to direct my focus and my attention into divine faith. I have, you know, faith that angels are guiding us. I have faith that the police will, will protect us. I have faith that we're in a good area. I have, you know, I went on and on and on. So first I released the emotion of something that was so over um, emotionalized because of a reference in the past mm -hmm. that I was then able to, from a place of releasing that emotion, feeling that and declaring the faith so that the future projection wasn't terror was I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm protected. All is well. I'm not the same person I was when I was seven years old, creating what I created then. I've created something different. And to be able to project that into the future, I was able to then go, okay, all is, all is well. Everything is okay. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it, it, it impacts the actions that you take. Because if you stayed in that place of fear, you'd be, you know, pacing the house, uh, you know, couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep, you know, you have a bat by your bed or whatnot, right? <laughs> um, that, that feeling of fear, whereas with faith, you can, you can still look out the window and, you know, carry on with your day, you know, run your business and everything else without having to be pulled into fear. And I, and I know, um, you know, people, you know, get so consumed with the social media aspect right now. And, you know, it's 
global, right? Someone yeah. I saw this morning, someone had said, we've created history in the midst of a pandemic. There's still demonstration going on. And I'm like, okay, there is, and it is history, but COVID has not gone away. So it will be interesting to see how things um, evolve, but it's such an uproar that I have faith that everything's going to be better. There's going to be more awareness. It's an awakening and that we are moving forward in, in good faith that some change had been required and it hit a tipping point. That it beautifully said. Yeah. I mean, th that's the, that's the thing I talk about is contrast, right? What we don't want. And we've all been through as it's really interesting, the contrast and the polarity of this, because as a human race, no matter who we were, where we lived, what socioeconomic situation we all had, we were all in, in it together with this COVID thing, right? With the pandemic. And then all of a sudden, something else slips in where it's not just a human race kind of thing. It then becomes a, about a different thing where now there's division again. We had a moment of like, we're all in this together and now it's divided again. Yeah. And that contrast um, that's really hitting people on many different levels and many different areas and many different ways is calling for change. And as long as we're not focused on continuing the the conversation and looking at what the contrast is and looking at what is the solution, what are the answers, what, what do we want, how do we want to experience our lives together so that we all feel like we are one human race, that we're all together in this, like we kind of started off, you know, it's an opportunity for that contrast to shift into some level of clarity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what it comes down to first becomes awareness and then developing that clarity. Can you describe your formula for creating success from the inside out approach, which I love because our show is all about inside out. And yeah. what do you mean by this? And how does it differ from traditional career building strategies that people use? Well, typically someone wants to feel something, they assign their feelings outside. What I mean by that is if I want to feel secure or if I want to feel successful, if I want to feel free, I assign that what that means is I have to go make this amount of money. And so someone goes and they work really hard. So they make this certain amount of money, whatever they deem and declare that is that, that amount of money that's going to make them feel free or secure or whatever it is. And then because they're creating it from the outside in, thinking that the thing, the form, could be a man, right? If I get a man, then I'll feel connected. If I make this amount of money, then I'll feel secure. If I'm, my business does this, then I'll feel accomplished. We're, we're reaching for something to make us feel. And I can't tell you how many times in my own life, and I've seen it with clients, they work, 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 work. They get to where they said they wanted to be because they assigned that feeling of I'll then, I'll then feel happy or I'll then feel successful. And then they get there and they're like, huh, that, I felt that way for about a day or two. It's kind of over again. Maybe it wasn't that amount of money. Maybe I need to make more money. Mm. Maybe I need to have another title or another training or another accomplishment or another this or another that, right? And we're chasing what we're really after and that's the feeling and experience. And so the real formula for creating what we want because everything first is energy, we know this now from modern science, quantum you know, physics, is that if we bring in, tap into the energy of fulfillment, of success, of security of freedom we bring in that energy from that place of aligning with that energy take momentum take action from that place we get there faster and when we get there it's a very satisfying very satisfying feeling because we're not pushing it away that when i go there then i'll feel we're feeling it all along the way. We're cultivating that, that essence of freedom, of success, of security, whatever it is that we're wanting. So it's, you know, my training, and I know many, many people's training has been, if he wants to feel a certain way, and we all want what we want, whether we know it or not, to feel a certain way. We want to have a certain life 
life experience in, you know, whatever it is that we're doing. We want to feel connected. We want to feel loved. We want to feel supported, free, successful, whatever it is. So instead of going out to trying to feel, feel and then go out. Mm. And I think people have very much in reverse because they're so busy doing that they yeah. forget how to be. And I almost think they're afraid with the silence of hearing what the answers will be. Yeah, it, we're, we're both and, you know, so uh, it's funny because I, I did an experiment. And I talk about that in my book, Quantum Success, that I did an experiment when I first started practicing universal laws or started understanding universal laws because I was looking at every aspect of my life and everything was changing from my body to my money to my relationships, everything was changing. And I thought, wow, I've never applied this deliberately to my career. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time I was a pharmaceutical rep and um, I was pretty successful. I was making really great money. And I thought if I was to deliberately put in the energy before I walk in and see a doctor or do a lunch for a physician's office or, you know, any of the things, if I bring in that feeling of success and then go do the sales call, for example, what would that be like? So I started to do that and my numbers like started skyrocketing. I was, you know, one of the top reps in my, um, in my region and it was getting to the point where a lot of the people, we would do like these regional um, quarterly awards and my manager, we'd all get together and, and all the people were like, all right, give it to her. Just give them all to her. Because I, for the three medications that I was repping, you know, every quarter it was like Christy Whitman, Christy Whitman, you know, and um, they were all getting nauseated. And finally one woman says to me, okay, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing inner and outer work. I'm not just do, do, do. I'm feeling what I want to feel and experience. And then, you know, I'm, I'm then taking action from that place. So she was actually, her name was Letitia. It was my first coaching client that I ever had that actually paid me to coach her. But I decided, I'm like, wow, if, if taking action got me, taking action alone got me a certain result and I was doing well, and then I put in the energy portion of it and I did even better, like exponentially better. Does the action really matter? Could I just do the energy work? And right. so I dedicated myself for an entire month. I did not leave my house to go. Um, I mean, I left my house, but I did not leave my house to go work. I sat in my house and I meditated and I felt awesome. I mean, by the end of the month, I was like, wow, you know, it felt amazing. I would light candles and put on music and meditate and I'd sprinkle fairy dust onto my doctors so that they would remember me and all that kind of stuff. What do you think happened after the end of that month? Kept skyrocketing. No, it went. No. Oh, because there's no action with it, right? Exactly. So the formula really is you have to do the inner and outer work. It's the energy plus action. So just in the, and, and if you look at people, you know, that are big meditators and they, they feel good and they're very much all about being, but they don't do anything. They don't take any action. Right. Then they're in one place. Right. And then you got the other spectrum where they're do, 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 do. They don't take time to meditate and connect with themselves and they're overworked and overexhausted and they're on the other side of the spectrum. It's those that are in the middle that do the energy work and the action and balance both that creates quantum success. Yeah. So what would be a typical routine for you? So for example, I would get in my car. You mean now or then? Then, well, as you started, you know, progressing and because you've only continued to grow this whole time. Yes. Absolutely. But I have different things I do now than I did then. But so yeah. for example, before I was about to go into a sales call, I would sit there and I would align with the feeling of success and really being able to um, see the physician. Because a lot of times it was like, Ken, is the physician available to see, right? So it was like, I saw myself, I would visualize myself in front of the physician talking to them about my medication, you know, giving them some kind of like funny message or something. And um, being as creative as I could, I, I would give them like a candy bar and put like some kind of message that had to do with my medication, right? So being creative in that way. Mm -hmm. But I would feel myself connecting with the physician, 
um, saying what I needed to say, but more importantly, feeling what I wanted to feel. And that was successful. And so then I would go in and I would be able to be ushered into the doctor's office and have that, you know, conversation with them and be able to just while I'm in the conversation, feel that energy exchange. And, and then I would go into my car and I would feel, you know, fill myself up with that energy of success and then go to the next one. And so it was pausing between each and every physician, not just rushing into the day, but feeling how I wanted to feel, deciding and intending what I wanted the outcome to be, um, visualizing, using my mental capacity to visualize what I wanted to have happen. And it only takes a couple of minutes to do that. But then the doing was like putting a turbo booster into my car, right? It's like, if you turn your car on, put the gas on, you're, you're going to go. But doing the energy work is like, now you got turbo booster in your car. You're going to get there faster and, and, you know, in a lot speedier way type of thing. And so that's what I did. Now I do the same thing just in a very different way. I, when I first wake up in the morning, I decide what kind of energy I want to experience for the day. And I know that obviously there's a source of energy and all energy is vibration and so I decide what kind of vibration do I want to feel free today? Do I want to feel joyful today? Do I want to feel successful today? What is it that my dominant vibration is going to be today? And so I'll ask because it's always us that has to ask and initiate that conversation, ask. And then I just get into the receiving mode as if every single cell in my body has receptor sites and they do, and that they're in the receiving mode because we're energy beings and we actually do need to receive in energy into our physical bodies, just like when you were need to receive nourishment and liquids and all these other human things that we need to do. Energy is part of it because if we're not deliberately choosing the energy that we want to experience, well, it's going to be chosen for us based on social media or what's happening through mass consciousness or the energy airwaves through the grocery store or as we're dropping off our kids at school or what, you know, whatever energy is in the airwaves, our physical bodies are, we need energy. We need to receive an energy. And so if we're not deliberately filling ourselves up, it will be filled up by other influences. And that's why for me, what I teach my students is that it's really important to fill up first and not just stop there. Because when you think about it from an energy perspective, we are energy receivers, we're energy containers, and then we're energy transmitters. And what we transmit out will then come back via law of attraction. It's going to be matching what we're sending out. And how do we send out energy? In our words, what we say, our thoughts, what we think, how we feel, what we do, you know, what our beliefs are. So as long as we're filling up with say joy or success, let's say success. So we're filling up with success and we're feeling that feeling of success. We're not just giving it away. Like we're just holding that energy of success. And then from that holding place, we're then thinking of our money. We're then thinking of our career. We're thinking of our relationships. We're thinking about our projects. We're feeling about those things that those energies go out and collect more evidence of success and bring it back to us. And this is something that within our physical bodies, right? We don't just eat once a day. Well, some people do, but yeah. we don't just get hungry once a day and eat and then don't fuel ourselves for the rest of the day. We don't have just like a sip of water when we wake up in the morning and then we're done for the day. We don't just wake up in the morning and eliminate and then we're done for the day. These are things that constantly happen all day, every day with our human bodies. And it has to be like that with energy too. Because people will say to me, well, you know, I meditate in the morning and I feel really good in the morning, but about one, two o'clock, my energy dips. And then I feel like I need to go get coffee or sugar or, you know, all these other things. And, and then I get irritated and I, you know, I get really, I feel so centered in the morning. And then by the afternoon, I get so knocked off. Well, it's because we need to self-regulate, right? And take that time to go, okay, I'm needing a moment for myself to refuel energetically and to be filled back up with the energy of joy. And just taking a couple moments to do that, you then have the energy to do what you need to do. If someone's feeling exhausted, well, you've got a source of energy of vitality. 
all you have to do is ask. I'd like to feel, you know, the energy of energized and vital, you know, vitality in me or excitement or joy or whatever it is and let your receptor sites be filled with it. Now you'll have the energy instead of going out for coffee or sugar or all other vices. Now you can go to the real source and fill yourself up. Well, you, it's almost like you're creating your own deja vus. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and makes me think about the secret as well. You know, it was very much criticized for, you know, all the positive thinking, but no action. So uh, that combination is very, very important, obviously. And I love how you said, you know, when I started putting the energy, you said you saw shifts in your body, you saw shifts in your relationships. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what that looked like? You know, when, when you're starting to kind of up-level yourself, basically, because you're starting to work on the inside and the outside. Yes. And I see, and it's amazing because I see clients doing that and people are like, what, you know, to them, they're like, what are you doing? Like, have you gotten a facelift? You look younger, you know, did you, you're youthing, like what is going on? And it's because when you have darker energies, when you have imprints, when you have programming, when you have places within you where maybe there's resents or, or frustrations or hurts that you're holding on to, that stresses us mm-hmm. and it blocks us from that flow of energy. But as we're releasing that energy, we, it brings in more room for light, for higher energy. So we look younger, we feel better. Um, we're getting back into more alignment. So for me, as I started practicing with energy, I, I was like a dieter. I mean, I, I was one of those people that, you know, when I was in sixth grade was like addicted to diet pills. I was bulimic, all this, and, you know, tried every single diet in the world. And when I started doing energy work, I stopped dieting. It was like, I just stopped. And my body naturally went to where it wanted to be. And I was able to also start accepting and appreciating my body instead of trying to look like somebody else. It was more of like, well, this, this is who I am. I'm not even five, two and I'm muscly and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to appreciate myself for that. And I, because of that love and appreciation I was giving myself, my body responded even more. And, you know, so it's like, I'm, I'm almost 50 and I'm healthier than I've ever been because I'm not sitting there judging myself or trying to make it look like something different or berating myself because I ate something or you know trying to put it through some horrific diet that's not good for my body. I just naturally love on my body and give it what it needs and my body shifts that way. The same with money, you know, money is energy. So when you're in the place of appreciating what you do have, and we've all heard this, but it's like truly living from that place that whether it's a dollar or a million, appreciating what you have mm-hmm. and really being grateful for that and then getting excited for more that's coming and being in a good relationship with money. Because there's many people that I have coached that have money, but are worried about losing the money because maybe they didn't grow up having money. You know, they, they, they earned the money. They worked hard for the money, but then their consciousness is like, oh God, I never want to go back there. Like once I'm used to this kind of lifestyle, how could I ever go back there? And they worry and they fret. And that's a, an energy that you're putting into your relationship with money. All relationships start inside of us. And so if we have a worry kind of relationship about money, it will come out because there's people that can create money and get to a certain level of success, but can they sustain it? Because the thing that sustains it is a wealth consciousness. And if someone is terrified and worried that they're gonna lose all their money, that's not a wealth consciousness. The wealth consciousness is knowing that you are the co-creator and that your source is your supply, that you can receive in that energy of abundance and knowing that you're the one that then has to do something of value whether it's, you know, you're selling something or you're providing a service or you're painting something that somebody buys or you're, whatever the product service, but you're doing something, you're giving something of value and then someone pays you for it. 
it's like when you think about from the early perspective, it's like there was a bartering system. There wasn't money, right? If you had a pig and I had chickens and you needed some chickens and I needed a pig, it was a perfect match. And so I would give you my chickens and then you would give me the pig, right? It kind of, now it's like, hey, I need a haircut. You're a massage therapist, right? Let's barter. And there was no exchange of money. They didn't have that. It, but it was like, I need something that you have and you need something that I have. So let me give you this and you give me this in exchange. Well, it, it's that same energetic undertone of you're wanting help that I can give you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you this help. You now pay me the money to give you that help right? Um, whatever that help might be or that product or service or whatever. And so we have to, of course, do something in the physical world to do something of value to be able to receive that. But understanding that the undertones of how that value will go out to more people that will value and pay you for what you're doing and that how the wealth is coming is really coming from a place of understanding where your source is and who is responsible for your money and your wealth. It's not getting reactive about, oh, the pandemic and now this is going to happen or the government or this or that. It's knowing that you and you alone with your co-creative divine that's breathing you is the source of your supply. That's the inner work. And then doing the outer work so that you're doing the absolute best work you can do that you're when you're when you're got that client in front of you or you're creating that product or that painting or that book or whatever it is that you're you're creating a value that you're going to get paid for you're doing it at 100% of your best that you're just giving it the best you can in the actions that you're taking to provide the best service for that person and then you're going to get paid for it you're going to create more and more wealth. So in your book, Quantum Success, The Seven Essential Laws for Thriving, Joyful, and Prosperous Relationship with Work and Money, you talk about the importance of creating that environment. And I know that some people work in a toxic environment. We have the environment we create for ourselves at, in our homes. And it, it affects how we carry ourselves in every situation and interaction. So there's two parts to this in the fact that we encounter negative energy. And I know you talk about, you know, being that energy master, but when we hit somebody who's toxic or we're in a toxic environment, um, what would you, what advice would you give someone so that they could stay in that intentional state that they put themselves in? Yeah. So when you're in it and I get that because one of the last things that I did before I quit, corporate America and went into becoming, you know, a coach full time and having my own business was I worked as a sales training manager for a biotech company. And I was in an environment where, um, I had a boss that was just, we called him the Eagle because he just was constantly overlooking everything and would be sneaky and, uh, would do things to try to throw us under the bus. And, and, um, it was, it was very toxic. And so what I would do and knowing what I know, let's talk about the law of sufficiency and abundance for a minute. If you have, if you understand the law of sufficiency and abundance that on one end of the spectrum is lack, limitation, not enoughness, wanting things to be different. There's contrast, all these things, all of that creates negative emotions. When you're in a state of not enoughness, we feel bad. Then on the other side of the spectrum is abundance. When we're in abundance, when we're looking for positive aspects, when we feel enthusiastic, excited, appreciative, grateful for what we have, and we feel good, we're in abundance. Well, there's a doorway. How do you go from lack to abundance? There's that, that tipping point, which is satisfaction. And in that place of satisfaction is where you start to move into abundance because you can't attract abundance from a state of lack. So for me, as I was, you know, working in an environment where it would be really, really, really easy. And there are moments when I did look at what was missing, what was unfair, what was toxic, what was negative, what was just, you know, drudgery, all of those things. But what I knew that if I wanted to go out on my own as a coach and be in a different type of environment, which is what I was looking forward to, I couldn't be in lack to get me there but I could be in satisfaction. So on my way to work 
every morning, I would pump up my energy and I would list out all of the positive aspects about the current situation I was in with work. So for example, I had my own office. I could close the door and have some breathing time. I could close my eyes, turn around and meditate and allow myself for just a couple of minutes to connect with the energy that I wanted to. I had nights and weekends off so I could continue to build my business. I was making good money so that I had the money to invest in my business as I was learning and training and doing all these things. I had a couple of friends that I would go and grab tea with and be silly with. And I, I lived only 20 minutes away from the office so I could leave during the day to take that break to do a reset. I would look for all of the positive aspects, all the things that I was satisfied with the situation because not everything is all bad and all good, right? So when you look for ways that you're satisfied, meaning the positive aspects about a situation, you'll find them. And so when I would get pulled off, when he would, I would hear, Hey, you know, Dan was just in your office sneaking around. It was like, ah, oh, that's so gross. That's just so, you know, it, it, it's, it, it was a feeling of like, Oh my God, I'm so violated. Right. right. Um, I would let, I would feel the feeling of that. I would feel the frustration, let that go. And then come back to, you know what, this is just for now because soon I'm going to be in my own business, serving clients and doing that full time. But for now I've got my friend over there that I can go grab a tea with. Let's go grab a tea and look for the positive aspects because as you're focused just on the negativity and just what's toxic, it's going to just be right in your face. But as you deliberately look for what's good and right and be in that place of satisfaction, then this stuff over here that's negative and you know it doesn't call all of your attention. And that actually shifts everything inside of you, which then as within, so without shifts your environment. So maybe the, and I've seen this happen so many times with client, maybe the boss that is just completely um, negative and toxic gets promoted or gets fired or you get promoted or you get transferred to all of a sudden a different um, space. Uh, you know, when you work, if you have someone's really critical of you and you look in yourself and look at your own criticism and just shift your own criticism and stop judging and criticizing yourself, not a vibrational match to that boss or that person coworker anymore. And so things do shift and it's fun to watch how the pieces kind of move into different places when you shift within, but it's always us that determines where we putting our focus and our attention. So that shift within. So what you're saying is even though it, you might be in a place that you don't want to be, basically, if you can find and be satisfied with the good things that are going on, it still doesn't say that, okay, well just be happy with what you have. It's, shifting so that you can stay because there's that phrase of wherever you go you take yourself with you yes <laughs> otherwise yeah. you're going to take that same lack and focus to the next position right yeah. or the next relationship so when when you're looking at that inside of yourself and you know i don't know if it works differently in relationship just because you know that two people are not aligned or you're looking for the good in this circumstance doesn't mean that you're still going to end up with that person regardless. Um, because the universe or, you know, God, the source is going to shift it the way it intends to be, whether it be your environment, whether it be where you live, the career that you have, the relationships you have into any kind of relationship um, is basically what you're saying. It, yeah. I mean, when, you know, I was married before and it was interesting because like what you're saying, um, I just got really clear that this relationship isn't very satisfying, but I was committed. I was, I was committed. I married him. And so I was like, you know, all I have control over, I can't, don't have control over his consciousness. I don't have control over whether he's playing a victim or if he's happy or not. I just have control over my own level of fulfillment. And so I was paying attention to my own emotional experience and my, um, my, my sense of fulfillment and doing the things that I loved and, you know, really connecting and meditating and, and doing like going to lunch with girlfriends and stuff like that. And there was this one particular weekend where we got in an argument. He wouldn't talk to me um, because I told him I needed, I needed more and I was asking for more. 
And he got offended by that, went and talked to me for a couple of days. So on a, I'll never forget this. On a Sunday afternoon, I walked up to him saying to him, this isn't working, meaning living in the same house, not talking. And so I went up to him and I said those words, this isn't working. And he took his ring and he goes, fine, I'll give you a divorce. And he threw it at me. And I was like, that's brilliant. Yes, let's do that. I mean, that wasn't even on my mind. I was thinking the living environment, you know, we can't continue to ignore each other and not talk and live in this, live in that same house. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, it was a sense of relief. And I went, yeah, oh yeah, that's a good idea, right? And it was like, everything was just taken care of. Now I'm in a different marriage now and I have my two kids with my husband. We've been together, you know, 14 years um, married 14 years. And there are moments when, uh, you know, it's not perfect, but there's that feeling of, I want to work it out. I, you know, and, and if I was to come to him and go, this isn't working, he, the last thing he would do is throw his ring at me and say, all right, fine, let's get a divorce. He go, what do we need to do to make it better? And that's, it's a very different relationship. I grew from that first relationship from who I was to how I ended being in that relationship to who I became in this relationship and who I've grown in this relationship and who I attracted because of that growth. And so it's, I'm a different person. Therefore I attracted a very different person. That's not willing to just give up, right? Throw me a fine. We'll get a divorce. He's like, all right, but what do we got to do? Right. And, and so it's like that in anything, if we're looking for a career in our businesses, if we have, if you have a business, as you're growing, your business needs an upgrade too energetically. I just went through that a couple of years ago where it's like, I let go of a lot of people that were supporting me in the business because I grew so much that the business itself needed an upgrade in the people and in their skill sets and, you know, and in, in what they were doing. Yeah. And what would you recommend to somebody? And we're going to be wrapping this up here right away. Um, when they get into that negative spiral, how they can catch themselves from going, you know, how it goes real quick. And then it takes them a lot longer to move back, back into their momentum. Yeah. Momentum happens quickly and we could easily go down a road. We don't want to go down. Mm -hmm. So there is many, many, many tools and things that I teach. One of them is um, finding your thought, finding a thought, just stopping and going, all right, what am I thinking here? And is that thought true? Do I want to continue to play with that thought? So what I always do when I recommend is when you notice you're going down a place you don't want to go, stop and ask yourself, what do I want? What do I want? Because that focuses your mind on something different instead of what you don't want. We're so used to focusing on what we don't want. Don't want to gain weight. Don't want to lose my keys. Don't want to be late for work. I don't want this to continue. And instead shift to what do I want? What do I want? And then ask yourself, why do I want it? Mm. Why do you want it then gets you in a very different energetic, emotional state. So now you've shifted your mental focus by not off of what you don't want, but what on what you do want. Now by saying, why do I want it? And start thinking about all the reasons you want something, the whys behind it. Now you're shifting your entire emotional state and you'll you'll, as you're listing things of why you want something, typically it'll come up that, well, I want to feel free. And so what do you want? Why do you want it? How do you want to feel? Because remember the conversation we started at is instead of saying, well, if I get this, then I'll feel, right. you get to say, well, I want to feel free. And the feeling of freedom holographically, energetically is available to you right now. Just start feeling what it would feel like. Imagine what it would feel like to be free. If someone's like, well, I've never felt free before, or I've never felt thin before, or, I've never felt wealthy before, I've never felt abundant before. Well, because it's an emotion that is in our energetic field, holographically, quantumly, you can put yourself in alignment with it, even though you've never felt it before, and start the experience of it just by receiving in, practicing, pretending, imagining, feeling as if, what would it feel like? Even though you've never actually felt that, what would it feel like to feel that? Yeah. And to put yourself in that vibration as often as you can, you will start to feel it. And then you're going to start to attract very different things to you 
based on that vibration that you're giving out. That's incredible. Thank you so, so much for sharing all the nuggets and uh, such rich conversation. I know we could talk for hours. Um, <laughs> one of the questions I ask all of my guests is, what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? Oh, it's, you know, it's having that sense of freedom of choice, knowing that I can choose where to put my focus I can choose to bring in the energy of feeling opulent, feeling prosperous, feeling abundant at any moment in time. Nothing out here has to change. It's available to me at all times. And the more I connect with that energy, the more I see that evidence, the more I actually feel free. Mm -hmm. I actually have the the money or the choices to do the things that I want to do to have free choice of what I want to experience, where I want to go, what I want to see, all those kind of things. So it's really a inner experience of connecting with the energy first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So Chrissy, how can people stay in touch with you, get your books and uh, do some work with you? Well, I'd love to give everybody a free gift because I, I, as many podcasts as I've done and interviews and things like that, people always ask me, well, how do you get started? And the first thing I say is you have to watch your words and watching your words is essential because it's the start of all creation. It's when we're saying something that, you know, is based in lack and pulls our energy down, it's hard to feel good. So I put together a list of 30 words and phrases that most of us say don't even realize how it's affecting us and our energy and what we're creating. And so I have a 30 day free video program and they're literally like two, three minute videos and they share three things, the word or phrase to not say, to shift from and why, and then what to say instead. So it's a, it's a quick thing every day. That's just like bite-sized pieces of information, but it's everybody's free. And that's how you can get introduced to me and my work a little bit more. And it's at watchyourwords.com. Or you can and it's to- fantastic. I was just grinning here like a Cheshire cat because I have them on my wall here. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic for everybody to grab that. Thank you so much, Christy, for joining me here on the Millionaire Woman Show and serving our guests in such a powerful way. For everyone, you can also go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com where right now you can get your three-part video series of making habits stick so you can put focus and consistency in putting your goals a priority and making them a reality and knocking them out of the park. We'd also love for you to subscribe to The Millionaire Woman Show. Share this episode with your friends. Rate and review. And let's be the change that we can be in the world, as Mohammed Gandhi said. And go out and make today great.